welcome to Everything In Between, and we are your hosts, Siobhan and Sam. And today we are going to talk about moving oh, up how in the job no, world no, promotion. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. How do you how do you approach now that we're ending 2020? Right? I don't know about you, but I know Siobhan has a lot of introspection at the end of the year. I sometimes yeah. do, but right now I'm just kind of like, blah, I don't care, whatever, Corona. And so, yeah but and also i had a pretty good year like i hit a couple of goals that i wanted to hit so it's nothing to think about you know now it's like where do i go from here well there's only one way to, for me to go and um so now it's just kind of like moving in the plan so i don't really have a lot to to think about or how can i do better or what can i do better but some of y'all some of us me included still need to hit these goals in 2021 that we want and not let any opportunity pass us by. So how mm-hmm. do we, you know, capitalize on our opportunities in 2021 regarding work, work or job satisfaction, job promotion? How do you do that? How do you do that? So I'll start off because um, one of the things is, you know, like I'm in a, like a weird situation myself right now where I am, you know, teeter tower and straddling the fence between several different positions all at once, just so you know, because we are low staff because of everyone say it with me Corona virus, Rona, Rona. So we had a hiring freeze, obviously. And so now you know how it is when you're on a hiring freeze, everyone needs to wear a couple hats. I wear about five of them right now. But um, inside of that, I realized some things about me, which is I do like doing these different things that I'm doing and building up from scratch different units for my college. And that was fun. And where I'm at, I like it. So how can I capitalize on this new thing that I like to do? Um, that we don't actually have a position for and you know how can I sell that how can I pitch that how can I become the director of this thing how does that work and this is something Siobhan and I were just talking about because it's hard to sometimes advocate for yourself you always wish you had someone who would advocate for you and do the right thing and say you're awesome but that doesn't always happen Um, So how do you advocate for yourself with your boss's boss or whoever the decision maker is? Or should you stop at your boss or should you go to your boss's boss? Like what what are the dynamics there? You know, what shouldn't you observe and what should you, you know, kind of say, you know what? I realize it's not working the way I'm doing it. And insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over and getting the same result. So how can I get a new result? You know, um, what does that take? So what are your thoughts on this question, Siobhan? Would you go to your boss's boss if you were ready for a promotion and you wanted to advocate for yourself? Or would you go to your direct line supervisor first? And why? Why would you do it that way? So that is a great question. And I feel like it can be so varied depending on the situations. Um, 
So I can only speak from my experience. And Sam knows like I've had some interesting job choices and everything wasn't always the way that I would oh like. My God, I, yes. I think if you have a good manager and you have a good rapport, you definitely want to go to them because I am a big believer in following the chain of command, right? Because at some point your manager, whether you get along with them or not, they're going to have a say in some input on you know the process of you potentially being moved up so you Mm -hmm. want to just acknowledge that like yes this is the chain of command however um i think if you are in a situation where the relationship the what do i want to call it the business relationship between you and your Mm -hmm. boss is not in an appropriate manner if it's a little bit hostile i think at that point, it is okay to find a workaround um, and do mm-hmm. things directly for yourself because sometimes your boss is like trying to sabotage you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you have to always be looking out for yourself. Um, right. That sounds terrible. And you guys know, Sam knows that doesn't, that's not usually how I talk. But I think when it comes to business, I learned this from my last job because I literally had a client die. And nobody was really concerned. They were just like, okay, we'll staff it. And it's like, what? Mm -hmm. So you really have to do what's best for you. Because at the end of the day, it's business. And as much Mm -hmm. as you have feelings and you want to be compassionate and care about people, Mm -hmm. business doesn't work like that. No matter how much we try and shape it and shove it into Mm -hmm. that. So at the end of the day, yeah, you have to like look out for your best interest because you have Mm -hmm. to pay your bills and do things like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, and you have your own personal goals. So I I agree with you. You know, like I agree. There's a hierarchy. There's a pecking order you need to observe because you don't want to, you know, piss off the wrong people. Even though you you may think like my boss is powerless. It's evident every meeting we go to. Nobody ever asks her or him anything. You know what I mean? And I know for a fact that this person is just a complete idiot. And I'm certainly not sure how this person... um, got in this position in the first place you know right so you thinking maybe you're thinking that maybe you're thinking that that's why you want to go above your boss because your boss is just doesn't have it's not the decision maker he or she is not the decision maker they're the they probably won't even be consulted on whatever you want to do so you may want to think about how can you establish a relationship that's the other thing business is all about networking and relationships I can honestly say if I were looking at 2020 and I have dropped the ball here um, somewhat because I've gotten to the point and I think it's maybe I'm, I'm older, I'm getting another year older and I'm, my patience is like, look, I don't have time for that shit right now. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but I haven't really put my neck out to, you know, um, network with people as much as I used to do. Like I used to try to say hello to everyone. And I used to try to make those touch points with key people. Um, but now, especially maybe it's Corona, I'm not in the office, I don't see anyone, you know, everyone is kind of siloed in their homes. Um, I really don't put in much effort and I find myself just saying I don't care whatever do you whatever you want you know and it used to not be like that but I read in this article from LinkedIn that women are the worst networkers they don't understand because we get emotionally involved men don't care 
They don't care mm-hmm. if they hate you one minute, like you the next, you know, they're going to shake hands regardless. They're, they're mm-hmm. handshaking. You know, men are real good handshakers where women are kind of like, oh, no, I don't like her. You know, and so I don't want to talk to her. Oh, no, no, no. Such and such doesn't like her. You know, you have to let all of that go if -hmm. you want to move up in the world, because it matters from the janitor to the CEO. All of those handshakes are necessary. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And I feel like my career is the perfect example of networking and I'm not even the kind of person Mm -hmm. that like I'm not like a chatty person with people that I don't Mm know um but I am a strong believer in building those connections with people and being kind Mm -hmm. to you said like everyone um Mm -hmm. in my time working I have received one job that I got on my own and by that I mean like I had to go on Indeed and and LinkedIn and all those things Mm -hmm. and I found that job and I applied to that job and I got that job and it was a mm-hmm. god awful terrible <laughs> job like it was crazy my supervisor at that job is like known in my field for being ridiculous because I've gone on to other jobs and people have been like oh I've heard of that person like all of these terrible things so I know that it's not just like oh you didn't like your job no like it's known um but from that job I made connections with the owner of the company and that led to another job and I was able to do things with my career which linked me to this other person who put me in contact and literally every job that I have gotten has been because of somebody that I've known and even the job I have now um somebody reached out to me from knowing me previously and was like I like your work I like the way you carry yourself so you just never ever know I don't believe in burning bridges even if something is absolutely terrible I always leave on a best note because you never know when you're gonna have to look back at something or like let's say you leave a job going to a new job and you think it's gonna be something better but it's not a fit if you left your previous job in a proper manner they may be like yeah come on back we can put you right into your old spot so I'm so um in agreement with that so networking I think portion too that you have to consider here personalities too that's another subject mm-hmm. but let me get back to this point that i was making before i went off into a tangent on network if you establish a, a relationship with the boss's boss you know where you're hello and you hi maybe chat them up about their kids um you know hockey game or whatever just in passing Um, then it won't be as hard to approach that person, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's about establishing those relationships, shaking those hands, even when it's like something that you feel kind of out of place doing because you put those limits on yourself. And I think that's an important point to make. Like your personality is limiting you um, because I'll shake the president's hand and walk right on. I don't care who you are. You put your pants on the same way I do, one leg at a time. So... I'm not going to be afraid to, you know, put myself out there and make it known. Like I, have, I am completely fearless when that when it comes to that. And and I think you have to be because you'll limit yourself if you limit the people you come in contact with because mm-hmm. you are this color or this gender or whatever. Like I don't even think about any of that. I just do me, you know. Exactly. And so. One of the things, too, that I know about myself is I have, um, oh, my gosh, like I've never seen so many personalities tests be spot on before. (laughs) (laughs) 
every one of them. I don't care who I take, Big Five or the Diamond. I don't care. I am a dominant personality. I have a dominant personality. I am the person that is just like, here's the wall. Let's bust right through it, you know? (laughs) And my Siobhan is someone here who's like, here's the wall. Let's all work together. Make sure no one gets left behind. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, 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 we're going to go right through it. And if you don't get through it, that's your own damn fault because you weren't paying attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I'm not looking back to make sure you- Like I told you what to do. But, but I, you know, I think that's good that you are able to identify that. And I feel like all of that. See, look, this is me even doing it. I'm like, this is good. And everyone has these qualities that they free to say. I can't help it. Like that just naturally comes out of me. Yes. So I think that matters, you guys, because nobody is going to offer me a job because (laughs) I have such a strong personality. That's why it's so important for me to shake hands. And people really don't know me until they work with me. So they don't like have an opportunity to not like me. So and it's not that I'm not likable. It's just I'm very to the point. I don't use a lot of words. Like if it can be said in five words, I'm going to aim for that. Not the 20 you need to make yourself feel good. Like that's too much for me you know i have tons of things to do and it's not that i mean that maliciously and it's not that i mean that any kind of you know any with any negative connotation is just we need to get it done and that's my personality like no why do i need to say to you the sky is blue the roses are red violets are blue you know like i don't need to say all of that to tell you to send this damn email you know what i'm saying yeah and i'm not gonna if you send it late damn if i tell you you did a good job i'm not gonna tell you (laughs) whereas some people was like oh that's okay i you know you're busy no i don't know you're busy you better make it happen like that's my personality and i'm in the business world so in the business world that's pretty much how we all are like we don't have time to be messing around we got deadlines and shit you know mm-hmm. and um but you work with people in programming or operations they 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 have all these ideas you know like oh we need to like each other and we need to have this culture of pleasantness and you know maybe you can say we more instead of i or you you know what i mean like these yeah. little nuances i i had to learn i had to learn like for specifically the i versus we that is a huge huge difference like if you say we and you don't say i did or you know say we did the inclusion of that is very huge you know but i had to learn all that and I think that because your personality, Siobhan, is one that everyone is just naturally going to get, you know, along with because you make it that way. Like you create environments that um, can bring people into your orbit. I create environments that's like, let's weed, let's get through the weeds and kill those weeds off and get the strong workers. You know, what I mean? Samantha is like, mm-mm. she's like, we're not bringing yeah. you along on this one. Right. And so I feel like and it's not that I mean it, but I'm very business minded. Like, how do we get the deliverables? How do we get to the bottom line? Whereas and I don't care who you are. And I expect the same from me, you know, too. Like if I'm not producing, you need to let me go because this is business. You're losing money because you're losing time. So anyway, all I'm saying with all that is that not every not that won't work for everyone because everyone has different personalities. And so don't leave this podcast today and think if you're nice enough or or you work hard enough, you know, someone's going to offer you, you know, a position by word of mouth. 
it counts your personality counts and you can't put a hole into a peg or how does that go yeah you can't put a round or a square peg into a round hole you can't do it so you know be you and so absolutely you know be you do your best and and try to be nice i think that's the biggest thing is just try to be nice to everyone um and shake hands not literally you know corona but figuratively shake hands with people you know i have well not anymore because i had to send nasty grams to the janitors but you know when i see one of the people on the floor i stop and i try to chat them up you know and get my garbage taken out because that doesn't always happen you know what i mean so it's just kind of like Everyone has a role to play in your life. And even if you're trying to get a promotion, you want to be known as somebody who has the ability to um, for people to follow. People want to follow you, you, but they buy into whatever it is that you believe in. You you know, there are different types of leader. There's the autocratic leader, the auto, the authoritarian leader, the charismatic leader. You know, there's all kinds of leaders and leadership personalities. But you need to make sure if you want to get promoted before you go to your supervisor, before you go to your supervisor, supervisor, you have a list of things that you've done that you brought to the table, you know, as an employee that no one else was doing, no one else could do, you know. Um, so you in your day to day should be looking for opportunities, I think, to be innovative and to be trendsetter in your position. Like, don't be the person who just sat there all day and then wanted so, a promotion. Perfect question for you that in a situation like that what would you recommend to somebody that they're trying to do that but their boss hampers their ability to take on those extra roles or to to really shine because sometimes that is a thing that happens in the workplace yeah well I think too like find the things in your wheelhouse that you can improve upon that's what it's all about so like uh for example I have somebody who works with me um who wants to learn how to do a very complicated thing wants me to teach that person how to do a very i'm not doing it never gonna happen because it's very complicated and i don't have time you know but i understand that this person wants to you know move ahead in this area but sometimes you have to look at a person's ability and say that's not for you i've seen you work and this is not for you you know this is a high speed high volume but in her world there are things that she's done very 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 good so how can you for example i went over to visit this particular person to give out my boss and i went to go give our folks gifts for christmas and uh she had organized like all these different things like she had that place tip top shape so now in my mind i'm thinking whenever somebody needs organizing whenever we need to th- you know what i mean whenever we need someone to take the wheel on how can we make this better in this area i'm going to go to her mm-hmm. so and she did that as a part of her duties that's her day to day duties she just did it exceptionally well all of us would need to do that. Like there was things that needed to be ordered. Um, and for example, supplies, like we all maintain supplies. I maintain supplies for my building. She maintains supplies for her building, stuff like that. She put all the supplies in these nice little box containers and then labeled them and, you know, keeps them up, has a whole like thing where 
inventory system. I'm going to tell you what I do. I dumped all that shit into a thing and called it good. Like, hey, come get it if you need it. I don't know if it's out. So I now know, you know, one, she showed me, you know, there is a way to do this correctly. And she did it very, very well. So that made an impression upon me. And it was just her day to day duties. It's something I expect her to do, but she just did it well. So that's what I would suggest. You may not be able to be exposed to uh, different things. It could be because like Siobhan said, your, your supervisor sabotage, you know, maybe sabotaging you. We hate, we don't want that to happen, but it does. And two, maybe your supervisor knows like, you know, I know this thing and I know that you, I don't want to set you up to fail here. So mm-hmm. maybe this is just not for you, but most of us don't want to hear that. Right. And I think another thing that I have seen that's also important in this area is to know and trust that when you need to be brought in on something, they will bring you in on it. Just because you want to move up and promote yourself, you should not, I feel like anyway, that you shouldn't push yourself and put yourself in positions where you were not asked to be there. Um, Right. Because that just shows that you lack perception on what's Mm -hmm. going on. Um, Mm -hmm. So don't like look at people's Google calendars and try to add yourself. That is not, you know, something appropriate to do. Mm -hmm. Because I know some people feel like, oh, well, if I really push ahead and show that I'm like interested, I feel like it's a very fine balance between those things Um, and just learning what it is appropriate and not appropriate to push. Well, again, do your job so well that people find you to be the expert in that and make an impression you have to do that you have to make an impression um whenever anybody talks to me the thing i want them what do you want them to take away from that conversation how smart she is how organized she is you know what do you want them so to take away from you what is the impression that you want to leave upon every person who comes in contact with you that she's smart she's helpful she knows what she's doing those are the three cornerstones of everything i do at work and i get ticked off like unbelievably mad it's kind of sad when someone ruins my reputation because I am known for the go-to person and that's what I want to be because that's the impression that I want to make upon people so that one day if I meet the right person, I can continue to move up, right? Right. So when someone does something to ruin my reputation, I get unbelievably, unbelievably bleh, upset. So I think that is something that everyone needs to do is say to yourself, what is your life statement? What is your vision statement? And that is something not many people don't have vision, mission statements for Mm -hmm. themselves, you know, and Siobhan, you know, I just, you know, recently finished mine. What in the last six months or so, Um, but I read it every day, every day I read my mission statement. Who do I want to be? What do I want to take out of life? And what is the impression that I want to leave people with, you know, especially at work. So I think then you go into every conversation with those core beliefs, you will make an impression. But if you are just going into things blindly and you're just blindly, aimlessly walking around through life and you have no direction, no purpose, no, you know, organization of yourself, you're not going to make an impression that's going to last and get you up. You know, there's thought that goes into this. Some people are just lucky and can just fall into a great thing. But those of us who have to like claw our way to the top, 
you know, we have to be very strategic and we have to think every little thing through. Mm-hmm. And I think too, what's um, interesting, which is not so business wise, but they say like you are the, the, what the accumulation, I think it is of the five people you hang out the most with. I forget what the exact phrase is, but basically <laughs> you like grab things from your different friends. And so that's, mm-hmm. I think so important because that's even how we got on this topic tonight because mm-hmm. we were like, oh, we're just going to talk about New Year's things. But Sam mm-hmm. and I just naturally talk about like everything and we tend mm-hmm. to lean toward being more serious. Mm-hmm. Um, but you guys know, and I feel comfortable sharing, my ambitions in life typically lean more toward family and that type of thing kids and pta type stuff i have not really always been a person that's like interested in business or care so much about what's going on in work but as i've gotten older and i've um taken some stock of things and like i realized where i want to go i want to move up so it's nice to have friends like sam that you know she has a very unique business background you know and a perspective on it so I think if you um are trying to move up just sometimes look at your friends and mm-hmm. see I don't know if this is like bad advice but I think no, it's important think it's to me like I think all of my advice. right all of my girlfriends are like high-powered women nobody you know is just like well you know I just I'm I'm not gonna do anything or you know everyone is very ambitious and I think that's interesting because I'm very like chill and laid back but I have like my degrees and I'm pretty legit with my job but all of my girlfriends are like how you said what'd you say like aggressive or something you said yes. before but dominant. that's what I said dominant yes all of my girlfriends have that like very dominant type a this is what I want this is what we're doing and that's it and if you can't mm-hmm. hack it then get out kind of personality so I think it's good to have that mix so that if you do have business questions or you know you do want to know how to carry yourself in a certain way you have that to look at um yeah I agree because you know I have Siobhanism she you (laughs) inspire me so like you guys this is funny that she says this because when I'm being Sam and I, I sometimes stop and say would Siobhan do this? Honestly, I do. Because I know like Siobhan, she lives in this perfect, like, I don't say perfect world, but her outlook is so different from mine. And it is probably the more pleasant of the, between the two of us, right? So I'm pretty sure people rather me be more pleasant than, you know, more Sam. So sometimes when I'm talking to a person who's getting on my nerve or or something instead of saying what I really want to say or what I would usually say like goodbye you know um I'll say what would Siobhan do right now I really do and so there are times where I think Siobhan would do this but that's far too much for Sam so I'm just gonna (laughs) not do that right (laughs) meet in the middle you gotta find your balance because that's something um that I have found too like like I said, my mm-hmm. friends, my girlfriends all are like pretty high powered and like high up in their jobs. So that is something that I think of as well. It's like when I do something, I'm like, okay, I need to think of this from a business perspective because that is something mm-hmm. that I struggled with in the past. And it's something that I have to continually remind myself of is that like 
the people that you work with and the people, not even necessarily like the coworkers that are on your same like level that you guys are all like in management, but your staff, the people that work for you, like they're not your friends. They're your staff or the people that work for you. So you have to find the right balance. Um, yes, you can be friendly. Yes, you can be kind. Yes, you can care about what's going on in their life. But it's really important to have a good balance because if mm-hmm. they don't respect you as your manager, at the end of the, uh, their manager, at the end of the day, they're not going to produce for you because they're going to be like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I can just be like, I'll get to it later. Or, you know, she's mm-hmm. going to be understanding. So that's like an issue that I've had to work on um, and realize and find that balance that I can care and I can be nice, but also I need you to do this. So I've definitely had to, um, you know, have some uncomfortable conversations with people because it's like, I need you to do this. Um, And so I'll tell Sam sometimes, she'll be like, yeah. I have one particular instance in my head that I'm thinking of that, um, you know, sometimes- did I say that. Right. It's like my mom said it. Like everyone said it. Yeah, because you know what's happening? Um, people are getting too comfortable. Like, yes, I understand we're all at home and sometimes you have to work from your bedroom or you have to work from your kitchen. But guys, you still need to come to these virtual meetings prepared and dressed professionally. Like these are our jobs. Um, and Say you know, when you word. don't... <laughs> You make it difficult for the people that supervise you because now we have to have an uncomfortable conversation about like what is appropriate attire and we're all adults. We shouldn't have to have these kind of conversations. But I had to realize within myself like, yeah, you're somebody's boss. It might be uncomfortable, but you have to have that conversation. Um, Yeah. So that's definitely something to look into. Um, You had mentioned. You should always do that, though. Like, who do you want to be? What is the impression that you want to leave upon people? You have to go into everything thinking that. Absolutely. And I was going to say you had mentioned leadership styles. And so I'm familiar with like the personality tests and like Enneagram and things like that. But are there any personality tests that are specific to like your career? And it's focused on what's your working personality? Yes, yes. Okay. I took a very good one, um, and it and it pretty much lays out what it tells you what you need to do better. <laughs> okay. Is it something it free, or you have to pay? It's not free. It's not free. I took it while I was in my MBA. While I was doing my MBA, when we were doing our organizational leadership class during our, you know, and um, so I don't know if it has to be proctored through a certain person or if you can, you know, um, do you just remember take the it. name of it? I don't, but I looked through my um, files because I kept it because it was so spot on. And it's so funny because my cousin, we we were in the same cohort for our MBA. Oh, nice. Yeah. So we went through it together and her personality was like yours, completely flowers and candy and gumdrops. And mine's was like, could you just get it done you know what i mean and right. it tell it told you like as a manager you should look for words like we and you should do this you know what i mean and and 
and then for her it was as a manager you should be more aggressive or you should learn how to you know do this so it was but i think she was lying on hers but wait I can i just fair, share a funny story that hmm. i have had to learn quickly and again like i said all the time i never pictured myself as being a business person it just wasn't what i was like interested in doing but we is a good word but it is a dangerous mm-hmm. word because if you are like i'm the type of person if my boss tells me to do something i'm just gonna do it and it's gonna get done she's not gonna have to worry about it everybody is not like that (laughs) and if you have the wrong people on your team and you say we Mm -hmm. that really becomes you they're like okay i don't have to do it because it's a we and that other person's gonna take care of it so you have to get comfortable and confident to say no like you need to do this and i need it by 3 p.m on friday and that's okay that's not being nasty or inappropriate that's just what it is um so i would definitely love to see um some like career personality types because i'm all about growth and learning and being better um so i definitely know that i could take some more like work leadership type of things um outside of a clinical approach well i think like this was that was really helpful for me because it it definitely told me where i could approve based on my personality and um and uh i i don't know i took some of it left some of it that's kind of what i do with most things and but the we thing for me it mattered because of the setting that i'm in because you know i think too if i'm in a very professional setting whereas with i think where you do for a living it's not so much professional more than it's clinical so that comes with this own set of rules. You know, you don't get into the business side until you probably become where you are and up, you know? Mm-hmm. People under you are just kind of like, okay, I gotta write this report and I gotta do this, I gotta talk to this yes. person, but they don't have that mm, skill set yet. They haven't developed the skill set yet to understand the whole business side. Like, no, 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 I mean like now, you know? You hit the nail right on the head and I think, um something everybody that's in a clinical role i feel like when we go through grad school phds whatever they don't really teach us anything with business Mm -hmm. because we need to learn all of that clinical piece but what i have learned is as you try and get higher within your field business is going to come in and it's going to be a little bit less clinical and they're going to want you to be able to make business decisions and you're like mm-hmm. holy smokes i've never done this type of thing before mm-hmm. um so always being open to learning um i think professional development is really key Absolutely. so look for opportunities like i just discovered um harvard has the extension school and they have a lot of great professional um programming and then that looks hella awesome you can put on your resume that you've taken mm-hmm. these courses through harvard um, so look for things like that so that you can just better yourself because I feel like once you have those particular skills, you can always take them with you to whatever yeah. job you go yeah. to and they make you more marketable. Yeah. And like, that's a good point too. You may not be promoted within, you may need to go outside of your current establishment, your current system and find work you know mm-hmm. that fits where you're trying to go with your life. That's what I did. It was the best decision I ever made. Um, just here in the last couple of years and I couldn't get anywhere where I was working mm-hmm. and I, you know, whatever. So I left 
and I went somewhere else and within two years I'm higher than I ever thought I would be you know and faster than I ever thought I would have it so it really does matter you know for you to explore all your options so Sam what would you say to somebody that they're like okay the new year I want to do you know some more things in my career I want to try and get that promotion what are three things that you would say somebody really needs to do to help get them noticed on the job learn your job learn it well network don't let anything that society put on you tell you you can't shake someone's hand you can't say hello you can't say good morning to the ceo or the secretary or whomever like just because you are maybe because i hate to say this but sometimes i hear this because you're black or you know because you're a female or or because you know whatever society says you where you don't fit in don't let any of that stuff limit you limit you Mm -hmm. and your ability to network And the third thing is always, always, like Siobhan said, look for ways to improve your skill set. If you need to go back to school, go back to school. Look at the people where you want to be. What degrees do they have? What experience do they have? Then build a plan for yourself that includes building those skill sets up. Those are the three things. Okay. And I think the advice that I would give my first would be be excellent in the small things, right? Because if I can't Mm -hmm. trust you with the little things, I'm not going to give you more. Mm -hmm. Um, Be on time. Be punctual. Um, Mm -hmm. That is something that I find. And this might just be to me because I, for whatever reason, when it comes to adults, my patience is bad. If we have a meeting for 11 o'clock, we need to be there. Mm-hmm. Not at 11.05, not 11.15. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have to text you, email you that we have a meeting. Like, it's on mm-hmm. your calendar. Show up. Be prompt. That goes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my third thing would be, and I saw this, like, at one of my doctor's offices. It was, like, behind their counter. I'm really tall, so I can see sometimes some places people don't mean for you to see. And it said, under promise and over deliver. And I really like that because that way somebody is always wowed by you, right? If they need X, Y, Z, say, yes, I can do X, Y, Z, and then go above and beyond with that. Um, And basically that comes down to be impeccable with your word when you're working. Um, Try and do it in your life. We're all human. We make mistakes. We can't always live up to it. But I feel like in business, there's so much to be said for knowing that there's people that are solid and you can consistently count on them. So if you say something that you're going to do at work, follow through and do it. Yeah, those are good. Those are three really good ones. So that is it for me. Sam, do you feel like you have anything else you want to add? No, just, you know, this was a good way to wrap up 2020. What are your goals? Thinking about it, making it happen. Really definitely get out there and, you know, build yourself up to someone who is able to stand where you want to stand in the future. Absolutely. And so I just want to wish you all a very safe and very happy New Year's. The next episode will be in 2021. And hopefully 2021 will be 
a great year for us all. I'm just going to let y'all know, Corona will not be going away at midnight, 12.01, okay? For those of y'all who keep saying we just need to get through 2020, okay? Yeah. At 12.01 on January 1, 2021, Corona will still be here. I don't know why people keep doing that because it's like a, a switch is going to flip and everything's going to be great because it's 2021. You know... I don't know, but what I do know is I did get an alert today that Colorado just had their first case of like the variated Corona that they have in the UK. So I'm like, you know what? Honestly, at this point, I'm like, Lord, please don't let us turn into zombie tears because I will be the first victim. And I just feel like this is kind of where we're going. Like if somebody said that there was zombies now, I feel like I would just be like, well, yeah, well, you know, that happened. that's the way it was going. <laughs> So yeah, be safe this new year. Don't run into yes. any zombies. Wash yeah. your hands and social distance and have fun. Sheltering yes. in place. We will see you in 2021. Bye.